Welcome, welcome everyone to The Enthusiast Life brought to you by Gamer Goo. My name is Mark Turcott. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, my friends, it is Wednesday, October 28th, 2020. October is almost over. That's right. We are that much closer to Halloween and to, of course, those new consoles. Obviously, the excitement was crazy yesterday on the internet with all these unboxing videos of the PlayStation 5, which we're going to talk about here in a little bit. But uh, we are almost, almost there. So if you have yourself a console reserved, get ready, my friends, because they are on the way. And hell, there's even how many games getting set to release here very soon as well. So uh, yeah, very exciting times, of course, to be a gamer. But a uh, quick little housekeeping here before we get going. Don't forget, you can always follow me on Twitter at Mark Turka, M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. Or, of course, you can always email the show at theenthuselife at gmail.com. So, yeah, we did have an embargo lift yesterday, and uh, Sony had sent out tons and tons of PlayStation 5s out to uh, content creators and, of course, to a bunch of the media outlets. And uh, let me tell you, my friends, I have not watched one of these videos. <laughs> I never do. Like, that's the one thing. Like, I'll watch videos about the console itself, you know, and kind of the interface and all that. But personally, and maybe this is just me, I like the unboxing process myself. It's like almost like a little kid on Christmas, you know, like what's in the box, what's in the box. I like to see that myself. So I haven't watched any of these videos because I don't want to see it. I want to experience it myself. Is there really anything exciting in unboxing a PlayStation 5 other than just the fact that you're getting, you know, the controller and the the um, console itself for the first time as you're taking it out? I mean, that's obviously exciting. But other than that, you know, you're getting a bunch of paper, a bunch of wrapper. For me personally, I just really enjoy that. Like I like to see what is inside that box. So I've yet to watch any of these videos. Um, again, just because I like to experience that myself so uh i don't know if, if that's your thing go check them out i mean you can find them all over i mean my twitter feed yesterday i think the embargo was up at like 8 a.m eastern time i mean they were everywhere pictures videos all that stuff um one thing i <clears throat> i did actually watch was somebody breaking down the controller and uh, they were talking about because one of the big games that um i think it's kind of flown under the radar for everyone and we knew it was coming. It's actually the pack-in with the system is Astro's Playroom, which is, of course, the little Astrobot character. Um, and the kind of main reason why they packed that game in was to show off the capabilities of the DualSense controller. And, you know, they really talked about how it uses that hepatic rumble, like the HD rumble, the hepatic triggers, um, you know, where at one point they say, you know, you actually feel like, uh, Astro is he's like sliding across the ice and you could actually feel that or there's things dropping into the controller like little blocks You can feel each little individual block falling in kind of really reminded me of what the switch Kind of could do when they were talking about HD rumble that that's kind of what this controller has um, but even just the the um, The hepatic feedback of the triggers meaning, you know at one point uh, He said he was Astro would turn into like this little spring character and when you pull the trigger down you actually feel the tension on the trigger and it just I don't know like all that just seems really really cool one of the other cool things they added too is the grip that's actually on the controller like the surface grip um, is these small little x's and o's and squares and triangles built into I don't know if you want to call it rubber but when you zoom in real close I think it was IGN or, or uh, Polygon maybe had the article up when you zoom in real close on that grip you can see that on there so it's like this really neat little easter egg 
um, they, they put in there. So the controller just looks, it sounds like it's going to be an incredible controller. Um, you know, I think that's one of the things that a lot of people somewhat overlook when, when everything gets overshadowed by the games that are coming and the graphics and all the features. Um, you know, the controller is really a big deal. I mean, for me personally, I was always an Xbox controller guy, always had issues with the PlayStation until the PS4 controller, when that kind of became like my, my go-to, like it just felt so comfortable in my hand. And so I'm interested as kind of where this is going to kind of fall. Um, I've been playing a lot with the Xbox One controller lately, just playing a lot of PC games with controller. Um, so I've kind of really settled in with that controller, really enjoying that now as well too. Um, but you know, from, from all sounds of it, this controller seems like it's going to be um, one, one hell of a controller uh, as well. Uh, as I mentioned, Astro, Astro's Playroom. Man, I watched, there's a 16-minute video IGN put up in 4K. I watched this video. I watched a couple other videos just kind of talking about impressions. The one IGN put up is just straight gameplay. Guys, this is a game that I didn't know that I needed. Like, it is... I mean, Astro, obviously, if you've played um, uh, Astro by Zero Mission um, in VR, the game is just incredible. It really shows, it's a showpiece for VR. This, obviously, like I said, Sony's wanting to be the showpiece for the controller, but it just looks so much fun. I mean, it looks like you're playing like a 3D Mario style game in terms of just the, um, um, the fun you're going to have with it, the little puzzles they put in there, uh, the mechanics where it has you doing just all wacky little things in there. Looks like it's going to be a blast, and I really hope now that, you know, officially Astro is going to, he's arrived, you know, that people are going to jump in, play this, and then now we truly have a, a real mascot for Sony. I mean, obviously, you know, they've had some other characters, but, you know, nothing on the level of like a Mario or anything like that, and I think they have it now with, with Astro, because this game just looks like it's going to be amazing to play. Like, I cannot wait to play this. This And, and you know, just the idea of thinking about what the controller is. Um, and, and how the controller is kind of the showpiece. I think that's going to be the thing. Like when people come over, and I'm like, they're like, "Oh, you got the PS5? Yeah, this is going to be that game. You're going to put the controller in their hand and say, hey, check this out. This is, you know, kind of the newness of, of the console and what this generation is going to bring. Um, I think is great. But yeah, you know, it shows Astrobot's just, um, it's a little platformer, 3D platformer. At points, it goes to even 2D. Um, you're collecting these little PlayStation coins. He's pulling strings. He's, uh, like I mentioned, turned into the little spring guy. Uh, there's even one point where you jump into the suit and you have to zip it up. I saw a video of somebody zipping it using the touchpad on the controller and you actually hear hear it coming through the controller as well as them saying you can feel it as you're sliding your thumb up, zipping. Just crazy, man. Like I'm super, super excited to check out what this console is going to have to offer. And, and of course, obviously Astrobot just looks to be awesome. Now, one of the big games that people were banking on being kind of their one of their first big next-gen games, and it's actually not going to be there from day one. It was set to come out, uh, what was it? Uh, I think November 22nd. It has now been pushed, and that, of course, is Cyberpunk 2077. That's right. The game has now been delayed by 21 days um, and will not be coming out as it was originally intended. Um, you know, they were honestly, of course, being honest uh, with, with players here, saying we're unable to get the game out to you um, on time in a fashion that we want to. Uh, they mentioned December 10th now is going to be that date. Now, if you remember, the game did go gold, and they did say that, um, here's, here's a quote, passing certification or going gold means the game is ready, can be completed, and has all the content in it, but it doesn't mean we stop working on it and raising the quality bar. On the contrary, this is the time where many improvements are being made, which will then be distributed via a day zero patch. 
This is the time period we undercalculated. Now, part of their or their big reason for delaying it, and, and here's what they said too. Again, another quote is that since Cyberpunk 2077 evolved towards all, almost being a next-gen title somewhere along the way, we need to make sure everything works well and every version runs smoothly. We're aware it might seem unrealistic when someone says that 21 days can make any difference in such a massive and complex game, but they really do. So remember, this game was set to actually come out in April. I think it was April 16th originally. So this wasn't even meant to be like a big next-gen title. It was supposed to just come out, you know, kind of here at the end of the generation. I mean, it would have been out even before like The Last of Us 2, but it was delayed, delayed, delayed. So knowing that so many people are going to get these new consoles and then probably play this game on those new consoles... There's got to be an issue with bugs that need to be squashed or, you know, maybe just some something with the frame rate or the loading. You know, I mean, of course, these consoles are backwards compatible, um, but, you know, there's always going to be some little hiccups kind of in there. So, you know, I believe them in what they're saying in those 21 days, being able to make sure that those next gen versions of the game run great. Because, I mean, you don't want anything to happen where these come out and then people playing on the PS4 and the Xbox One are actually having a better experience than those playing on the Series X and the PlayStation 5. Because then, of course, that would become the story about how how did you fail and not be able to put these games on there and then you know could even turn against the console makers. Just a very strange situation that would have been. But in this case, hey, take the time they need. Make sure we get it right. Make sure the game... Because it's obviously a highly anticipated game. And um, you know I don't think they want any, uh, any issues. And you know on the positive side, it means that we, as gamers who, you know, we're seeing this big flood of games coming out with these new consoles now have a little bit more time to spend with those other games than, than dive into Cyberpunk. Now, if you're not somebody who keeps up with the latest games and is always playing the new hotness, wasn't going to be an issue. But, I, you know, I've talked here over the last week or so about my kind of new dilemma of kind of really looking at Assassin's Creed Valhalla and wanting to potentially jump into that game but then knowing like, but you know what, Cyberpunk's there and like that's probably a game I should really be playing. And then I, you know, I got some excitement into Cyberpunk. Now my plan is, well, now throw Astrobot in the mix as well. Uh, Astrobot and Miles right there at launch. And then I'm probably gonna, you know, because Miles, if we're looking at 20 hours, I'll probably finish it in a week and a half or so, probably even earlier. I think I'm actually off like the four days after the PS5 comes out. So I'll be probably jamming on that throughout the day. Um, but if I can get through Miles. Um, I'll probably be getting Assassin's Creed then. You know, I, I originally planned to get that later on after Cyberpunk, but, um, you know, I, that game just looks very cool to me. It looks like this great RPG, action RPG that I really want to play. So um, I'll probably be getting Assassin's Creed now instead of, um, you know, jumping into Cyberpunk right away. Um, speaking of Assassin's Creed, my friends, this kind of kind of came out of nowhere. I want to say this had kind of been rumored for a little bit, but uh, Netflix officially announced yesterday that they are making a live-action Assassin's Creed series. Um, supposedly right now there is no showrunner. It's, this is in the very early stages of the creation of this series. But, you know, hey, I'm going to say this. The way that, like, The Witcher was announced and then just that series came out, it came out fast. And Netflix just seems to do their show, like, make their shows rather quickly. So um, I could see this kind of being the same same situation where it just comes out, you know, pretty quick. Obviously, the pandemic is going to, um, you know, throw that out, throw into the mix a little bit and, and slow things down. Uh, but here we go, Ubisoft again. I mean, we had known that there was going to be a, um, a Splinter Cell animated series, I believe, was coming out, right? Um, so now we have Assassin's Creed. Obviously, they've tried to make the movie before the movie was not 
didn't reach expectations and a lot of fans didn't like it. Honestly, I never saw it because it was just getting kind of panned a little bit. And I said, you know what? I don't even want to see that. Um, but thinking in my head canon of what the series could be, I mean, I hope as an as an OG Assassin's Creed fan as well, I hope they go back to that Desmond story. Uh, a lot of people didn't like kind of where that story ended. Um, so I think they could find a way to make it right by incorporating it into the series, the TV series. And if you're not familiar with that, really Assassin's Creed, like people look at it and they think, oh, it's just these time periods games where you jump all over the place, which they are. But originally, Assassin's Creed really was very much a sci-fi game. And it still is. I mean, there's still bits of this in all the games where you, you're you actually somebody kind of in, I don't want to say in the future. I mean, it's current day, but they have the technology where then there's this constant battle between the Assassins and the Templars constantly going on, right? And to fix that rivalry or to you know continue that war, there's this company that creates something called the Animus that then this person docks themselves into and they go back in time and live through the life of an ancestor to find secrets or information that they can then take to the real world and use it here today. And that's that was the big twist to the first game. And then obviously it just continued through. And, and originally there was this character Desmond that you know we kept going back to and actually playing as him in some bits in some of those earlier games for the first, what, four or five games. I think it was up through Assassin's Creed 3. Is that where that ended? Um, and... I think that would be the way to do this series is follow the Desmond story, follow that story. And then each season can be the different time period. And you get, so each season you're basically getting a whole new cast, whole new protagonist. Everything is new every season minus the Desmond stuff outside of the animus. And you go back to that, obviously the very beginning of the season and the very end of the season. And then maybe you dip in a couple times throughout the season. And then, you know, other than that, it's, you're just in different places, make it a four or five season series and uh, I think that would be epic. That would be the way to make Assassin's Creed. You can't do it like they did in the movie where it's just kind of like, you know, one little mission and it just, bleh, or what, what seems to be, again, didn't see the movie, but that just kind of seemed to be what it was. And people were just like, you tried to shove too much into this film. And it just didn't work. Um, so I think if they did the series that way, that would be the way to do it. So hopefully they do that. Hopefully we're able to, uh, you know, get that uh, within there. Um, another thing I want to talk about, I, I forgot to mention here in video games, big news yesterday was uh, Bungie put out one of their new Vidocs on uh, the upcoming Beyond Light expansion. And, uh, you know, obviously my history with Destiny and, uh, you know, the, this new expansion coming out is a, a big deal. The Bungie Vidocs are the best thing that Bungie does. Like, it's just awesome. It's like a 14-minute video, breaks down, you know, all their, uh, brings a bunch of the developers on and, you know, makes it almost like this mini documentary um, about the upcoming expansion um, you know, hype levels for me went from excited to play it to holy crap. I can't wait to play that on November 10th when that comes out. Um, it looks awesome. The spaces that you're in when you're playing it, uh, or, you know, you're going to with Europa just looks incredible. Um, they're introducing this whole new, like beginner experience on the Cosmodrome, um, which is one of the original spaces from the original destiny. Uh, that looks awesome. So if you've never played destiny, there's probably never going to be a better time to jump in than with this. Um, and you get in there, not only, they had already added a little bit um, with the um, the free uh, uh, version of Destiny 2, where you would go back to the Cosmodrome, but now they've totally expanded it. They said there's a new character there that kind of leads you along the way. Um, it just looks great. Looks like it's going to be awesome. So I cannot wait um, to play uh, Beyond Light. Like the, the new abilities, there's some new exotics they're throwing in there. All of it just looks really, 
really cool. So, uh, and again, it's included with Game Pass. You know, this would be the first time actually, and it's kind of weird for me to say that, I'm not pre-ordering the Destiny expansion. I'm not buying it because I'm just going to play it on Game Pass. We'll see where it goes. Like I, I was looking at it yesterday and I'm like, all right, what I'm going to do is, and, and again, part of that is because there's so many other things coming out two days later, you know? So it's like, I'm going to try to get through that ex- the uh, expansion. I probably won't be able to do it in the two days, but you know, I'm going to play the the Game Pass version on my Xbox and then we'll see because it's eventually coming to the PC, they said game passes so it won't be there you can play i think destiny 2 is destiny 2 there right now i think it might be but the expansions aren't there yet or or, or whatever maybe it's not um, but it is coming at some point to the pc version so maybe by the time i'm ready to dip back into it and kind of really start committing myself to it maybe at that point it will be on game pass um, but just looking at everything else that's coming i you know i'm gonna have other things to play at that point um, but i definitely want to get back to it and uh, you know who knows i mean maybe part of me was even thinking like probably at some point just jump onto the playstation i mean i jumped to pc over the last year playing destiny just because of the 60 frames and that is coming to the console versions of the game not at launch but it will be there later on um so at some point i will dip uh, probably back into the playstation that's where a lot of my you know people i would play with all are so uh, that's probably where i'll, I'll uh, go uh, when it comes to playing some destiny but i mean hopefully at some point we'll get cross cross platform i mean that's something that everybody is wanting is cross platform in destiny we've been wanting that forever so hopefully we'll be able to get that uh, maybe next year i think that was one of the things they said they're working on uh, but didn't really have a a timetable. But at least we got our cross save. So, you know, that helps at least for me in this case. I was able to jump to the PC. And now when I'm going to be able to go to Xbox and play with Game Pass, I'll be able to jump over there and do that. One final story here today, guys, and this broke a couple days ago, two days ago, I think, is that Oscar Isaac right now is in talks to play Moon Knight in the Disney Plus series. Uh, that's right. So he'll take on the role of Mark Spector, that elite soldier and mercenary who decides to fight crime after he becomes a human avatar, Khonshu, the Egyptian god of the moon. This is probably going to be one of the most more exciting um, Disney Plus series. Um, not necessarily like, you know, I look at obviously Winter Soldier and Falcon. I want those stories to continue. So that's exciting. But what's exciting about Moon Knight is because we've never really seen Moon Knight in a live action version. And like, how is that going to what is that series going to be like? How are they going to do that? I mean, Moon Knight is a very mystical character and a lot of the enemies he fights are very strange and odd and using magic and and it's just, I think this series could be really, really something special, like a, a visual treat almost, if you want to say. And uh, I think Oscar Isaac potentially playing that character is great. I mean, he right now is, you know, in all sorts of movies. He's best known, of course, for playing Poe Dameron in Star Wars uh, more recently. Uh, but he actually did have a role in uh, X-Men Apocalypse, so uh, he's worked in the Marvel world, but of course not in the MCU. Uh, but you could go watch him right now on Disney Plus and in X Men Apocalypse. Um, but uh, I think he'd be a good casting. I think you know the the ability for him to bring some uh, drama to the role and all that. I think could um, could uh, be cool. So hey, who knows? Hopefully we'll see uh, more on Moon Knight coming up uh, in the next year or so. Uh, but hell, we got those other MCU series we got to get to over on disney plus so they got to pump those out as soon as they can well guys that's going to do it for me today uh big thanks as always to our sponsor gamergoo don't forget that's that antiperspirant for your hands head on over to gamergoo.com you can use my promo code tell if you're interested in purchasing that it's t-e-l save yourself 10 percent off your order and uh, there's all different scents over there and i highly recommend you check it out especially with the new consoles coming out and all these new games coming that stuff lasts you up to four hours and gives you those non-sweaty games. So again, go to GamerGoo.com, use my code TELL, T-E-L, save yourself 10% off your order today. And you can find that down in the show notes below. Don't forget, you can also follow me on Twitter at Marturk, at M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. And of course, email the show at TheEnthusedLife at gmail.com. 
Com. Well, that's it for today. We'll be back tomorrow. Hopefully you guys have a good rest of your day. And until tomorrow, we'll catch you next time.